Hi guys, before we get to today's interview, I just wanted to stop by and invite you guys, if you are listening to this before July 18th, to come and join us for the Trauma Healing Workshop. It's going to be three days of healing your emotional trauma in mind, body, and soul. There's going to be three epic gifts, including a scholarship to the Trauma Healing Academy. And I'm going to give away a stack of books of my, my favorite trauma healing books and my favorite Oracle deck, along with some crystal bracelets. So the prices alone are phenomenal. The price is ridiculous. It's only $11.11 and you get your money back. No questions asked if you don't feel like you got anything from it. So come join us out. And um, with that said, I will introduce you to Vanya Burdick. Vanya is a therapist. She and I had a great interview. She's going to give you amazing tips on how to hire the right therapist, what to do if you don't like your therapist. She's also kind and humble enough to share her own story and how she got to do what she does and why she loves it. She gave us amazing tips on how to deal with our trauma then she gave us a great breathing exercise and just tons of golden nuggets that are going to help you get through your week um or your life you know if you really take them to heart she is phenomenal i invite you to listen to the whole interview the whole thing is amazing and please check out the links for all her work below she has an amazing facebook group and she is available to if you want to work with her uh she's in australia so i don't know if that matters but she's just a, such a sweet amazing wise beautiful soul and i cannot wait for you guys to hear this interview so with that said enjoy i love you guys have fun bye Edna Estrada, she'll help you through your healing. After going through trauma, she'll make you laugh. Edna Estrada, if you're going through trauma, you need Edna as your trauma life coach. Edna! So um, in my childhood, I have had um, sexual, physical, mental abuse, and it was just, um, it was really tough. And I saw the side effects of it about when I started uh, teenagehood. Um, so I started from the age of six and just kind of went on from there. Um, and I saw the real side effects of it when I was in, as a teenager. And in my early 20s, I had trouble sleeping, concentrating, just not being able to handle my emotions, not really building any relationships or any strong relationships really a people pleaser on a way high up level um so it was and that's when I I kind of realized that I wasn't on the same playing field as everyone else I've always felt like I was a little bit like 10 steps behind everyone everyone was running and I was you know trying desperately to catch up whether it was through concentration at work um, or whether it was, you know, trying to stay awake and things like that, which when I, once I did my study and once I completed everything, I realized those are all the side effects from trauma. I just thought there was something wrong with me. Um, so when I went to my own therapy, I saw how powerful it was and how it really, really helped. And I was like, I have to do this for other people. It wasn't until 
um, a few years after I finished my therapy that I believed that I could um, go into study and I believed that I could do my degree because I, I, I thought that I couldn't. Um, you know, I wasn't smart enough or I wasn't this enough or something. Um, but I'm obviously so glad I did. But it was through my own trauma and through my own transformation from that trauma that I realized how powerful it is and how how it, I can live a different life. And I wanted to give that to other people. Amazing. I would be in a, a meeting and you, if a male would raise his voice just slightly, just to get a point across or something like that, I would just burst out crying because um, I was, and I was, I felt like I was always just crying, always just, you know, really struggling, full of anger. And then there came a point where I was like, I can't, I can't live like this. I can't imagine my life like this. This has to stop. And so I started seeking counseling. And I, it was at this point that I didn't really know what to expect. I was, and I didn't, um, I didn't even know why I went, but I, you know, you, in movies, you see someone who's had sexual abuse and they go to a psychologist and voila, that helps. So I was like, okay, that's as much as I know about it. So I'm going to follow that plan. And I didn't really see how I went for two years and it just, it transformed my life. It changed my life. And I was like, wow, this stuff really works. And it was, I come from a, um, a background from a country where, you know, we don't do therapy. We don't do, we don't talk about problems. We have a problem. If it bothers us, we push it down and you just, you know, you, you're, you're perfection. There is no issues. So, and that's how, kind of how I, you know, I tried to live my life. It didn't work like that. I was suicidal. I was like, okay, well, option A is suicide. Option B is just go get help. And I mean, it can't be worse than what I'm feeling already. So let's just do it. Yeah, I can definitely relate to that. I'm also a first um, generation immigrant. And uh, in my culture, it's the same thing. We just, we don't talk about it. It's actually encouraged not to talk about it because then people will think you're crazy and you don't want people talking about you. Uh, I'm curious, Manya, what, what um, you mentioned, there was like a moment where you're like, enough, enough is enough. Do you remember what that moment was? How bad did it have to get for you to just say, like, I just, something needs to change? I think, so being in my early 20s at this point, I, I haven't had a boyfriend, you know, so I, and I, I in my head, I had this idea of, uh, and I was still living with my parents and things like that. So I had this idea of, you know, once I get married and once I have my own kids and once I move away from home, my life will blossom and all of this will just go away. And this is, you know, and so I was waiting for that moment and for that, you know, for that right guy for my night in shining armor. And um, in Australia, we have to do this course working with children if you have children anywhere around you. So you can recognize neglect or abuse and things like that, because oftentimes it does happen from people that, you know, the kids know as opposed to a complete stranger. So we were doing this course and they were showing this video and it was a woman. She was abused as a child. And I, at this point, didn't tell anyone. So nobody knew that I was abused, not my parents or anything like that. So um, I was watching this video and they were showing this woman and she was saying, um, she was she was somewhere in her thirty mid thirties. Um, she had a husband. Can't remember if she had children or not. But she was saying that she never told her husband because she never told anyone. 
and now it's really starting to impact on their relationship and it's starting to impact on how they interact with each other and you know they're at the brink of breaking up and she's really needing help and it was then like a slap in the face I was like what so when I get married and when I move away and I start my own life this won't go away and it was then and there I was like whoa so then I have to work with, on this now because there is no when this happens then it will be all good there is no sitting under the carpet so that's that was my turning point that's amazing what a break what a beautiful breakthrough I I wish I I have a similar story to you I didn't have that breakthrough I didn't know I actually <laughs> did go uh thinking go on thinking oh well when I get married when I have the kids they're all like just kind of fly away and my story is similar to hers I should say <laughs> so that's amazing that you had that breakthrough before and I'm, I'm curious going the therapy you got was traditional therapy like talk therapy or did you have yeah. a different uh-huh. um so it was talk therapy so it was through a counselor and it was so it was sort of my introduction to spirituality as well because I'm a, a complete different religion so when I went to the ther- uh, council, I didn't realize that. I was just, you know, I liked her. I was like, I'll, I'll, I'll go with it. Um, and it was my introduction to spirituality and I guess something higher than us. And um, so it was a little bit of that in itself was a little bit of a healing um, because I, I felt I found home, you know, I found my place and, and I guess, you know, my people to say <laughs> Yeah, I love that. Did you have like an aha moment where you were like, I think I'm healed or or I think I'm healing? Like, did you, were you able to grasp like a moment where you were like, yeah, this is working. Do you remember anything like that? So I kind of, I don't necessarily, I'm also remember just looking back on it. I was like, oh, I don't, I, I used to get more, you know, I used to be angry. Well, what, what happened, you know? So you kind of see the change after a couple of months that you just kind of think back, I was like, I, that's not how I would usually react, you know? And as I said, I used to cry in every situation. And, and I was like, oh, I can now, I have a little bit of a voice. I'm trying to, I'm, I'm finding myself and have a little bit of a belief in myself. And that's how I saw it. And now that I'm my own counselor, my, my own counselor, now that I'm a counselor and my own counselor as well, I have those hundreds of those aha moments where you connect something, you connect a pattern, you see where it stemmed from or something like that. And it just kind of, it it is an epiphany and it feels very much like that aha moment. And it's so powerful. So I love getting there with my clients because they can kind of see what I've been talking about prior, you know, all these sessions prior to that. Yeah. So you, you, you become very self-aware to the point where you can just catch anything that's kind of drifting away it sounds like that's amazing do you have any um any suggestions maybe like any mantras or anything that our listeners can do to get themselves kind of quickly when the mind starts going you know sometimes the, the mind starts racing and I know a lot of people listening are very wary of joining therapy I know I was there when I before I started therapy, I couldn't even pick up the phone. I was terrified to, back then there were no email appointments or anything. You had to like pick up the phone and call. And that was a big thing for me, like calling anyone because of my anxiety. So to anyone listening that has that, do you have any suggestions of any like breath work or anything they can do to kind of calm themselves down and bring the mind 
just back down for a minute? Yeah. So um, one of the great ways to calm yourself down is if you um, breathe in through your nose and you can breathe in through a count of four, you hold the breath to a count of four. And if you imagine breathing out like through a straw, and um, so breathing out through your lips and really closing it and breathing out as long as you can. So try and make it to a count of eight. And then, you know, on your next breath, push yourself to try and get every little bit of that air out of your stomach and out of your um, lungs. And so every time try and go a little bit further and a breathe out. So breathing in, in is always to a count of four. You hold your breath to a count of four and then you breathe out for as long as you can. And you, if you imagine that you're breathing out through a straw, so it's a very slow and very tight hold that you're trying to push all the air out through. And for those people who are feeling anxious about therapy, I guess my question is to explore whether you journal it or whether you just talk to a friend or whether you just think through it in your head. What are you afraid of? You know, do you have that mindset like, you know, a lot of us have that we don't do therapy. Do you think that, you know, you, you're going to jump straight into the trauma? We're going to go into the trauma and you're not going to be able to handle it. Do you um, believe that you're going to change and you're not going to be the same person? You know, well, what is that fear? And really understand that um, because people don't want us to change because if I know you, so if I'm the type of person that puts you down, and you all of a sudden get a voice and you say no and you try and, you know, you build up your self-belief and you start doing things for yourself and you don't start relying on me. How do I interact with you then? Who are we? You know, we're no longer the same. We don't have the same relationship. Now you say no. Now I have to think about what I'm going to say to you after that. That's too much work. I'd rather keep you down and keep me high up that's what I'm used to. That's what I know. And so, and a lot of that, you know, a lot of that stuff kind of can seem scary in the beginning because, you know, I've been told my whole life I shouldn't have a voice. Or even when I do have it, I've been told to shut up, sit down, stay quiet. And it's in therapy in the beginning, therapy with me, it's just a lot of, it's very relaxed and it's a lot of laughter. You start laughing, you know, it's, we discuss weird stuff. And we all, you know, every therapist, or I'd like to say every, every good therapist takes it, you know, we take it at a, as a pace that you're comfortable with. We don't go into anything, any situation that you're not comfortable with. So it's just really slow building and it changes your life. It changes the way you think and what you um, think of yourself and what you think of the world and what you think of the people around you and how you receive love as well. Because a lot of times, those people who put us down, we think that's their way of giving us love. And when you start accepting or receiving love that is just pure, without conditions, without baggage, I love you for just being you there. You don't have to do anything. You don't have to be anyone. You can say no. I still love you. You can say yes. I still love you. There's no conditions on my love. That is a powerful thing. I love that so much. I feel like there's tears coming up my eyes because that's such a powerful point. And I don't know why it takes our, I don't know if it's our experience as immigrants where I, I think, or what I've seen in my experience, 
when you are an immigrant, there's almost like an extra pressure to be better. Like you have to like earn your spot here, right? Or like for me, I'm in the US. It, it, like you have to earn your spot wherever you immigrated to, right? Because you don't belong there. And there's just like so much pressure to shut up, shut up. Don't complain about anything. Be good, be grateful. So that is like such a powerful statement to me. I'm listening to that and I'm like, oh my gosh, I've never heard it described that way. That's amazing. Vanya, do you have any, because you made a, um, you mentioned in a good therapy session, you do certain things. Do you have any like a checklist of sort where you for our listeners to be able to tell a good therapist from a bad therapist and if so what would it be? yeah certainly so if I'm looking for a therapist um for someone whether I can't fit them in or for whatever reason so one of the things that I do and usually if you um you know you so you can ring them up or you can um email them or whatever is easier so you ask them certain questions. So for example, if you had um, sexual abuse, so um, first of all, ask them, what do you specialize in? You know, if they say I'm a general therapist, okay, how many cases have you, or do you have, or how many cases have you dealt with in general that, you know, they've had abuse? You know, you don't even have to say sexual if you're not comfortable, you know, and then you can say, I'm phoning for a friend. No, absolutely. Um, so those type of um, questions, so, um, you know that the person on the other side really knows their stuff and really understands you. Um, some therapists might say that, you know, I, I've had it myself or something like that. That can, you know, so they're coming from a deep understanding. They're coming from, they know what you're feeling. They know what pace to take it at. They understand you on a different level as opposed to someone who hasn't had um, something like that happen in their life. So, those are the questions that I would ask. Um, so really getting to know them and understand that um, the first session is about you, whether you like them or not. Um, so if you feel like I'm not clicking with you, like I'm not clicking with you, don't be afraid to not book next session. And if you, in that moment, in that session going, oh, I, I, I'm, I'm too afraid to say no, just say, oh, can I just, give you a call tomorrow and I'll book if that's okay. We are absolutely fine with hearing no. We're absolutely fine with hearing, you know, we don't feel like we're the right fit. That's okay, keep looking. Every, th every therapist, and if they are not okay with it, that's not your problem. They, it's their stuff to deal with, not yours. So keep looking. It's really about, so therapy is like a relationship. So it's really about just finding that connection with that person where you can be open and where you can say swear word and not having to blush about just being completely comfortable in their presence that you can open up. And that's when the ter therapy works best. I love that so much. And I appreciate that so much because I've shared the story here of one of my first therapy sessions, my therapist, okay, so in, in junior high, I was bullied. And my therapist reminded me of one of the girls that used to bully me. She wasn't even like the main girl, but her face, my brain like associated. And I was so uncomfortable, but I couldn't tell why, but I was so, I had such bad anxiety and I was so scared to hurt her feelings that I kind of stayed, I think two or three sessions until my brain was like enough. And I just, I didn't call her. I didn't say no, I just stopped showing up, but I wish I would have known like, 
Yeah, that's true. You're saying uh, what you're saying is like, uh, you know, they want you to get better. The therapist, that's their job. So if you don't feel comfortable with them, they probably would be happy to say, no, go find someone who can help you because you need to heal. I've never yeah. heard it like that before. I love that. So a hundred percent. And we get trained this, you know, through beginning of our studies, you know, that we, if you have, we all specialize in something. I can't possibly know everything. No person can. So um, finding that right fit is the most important thing. So that's, you know, so we are very used to people going, I don't, I'm not feeling this. And we're very comfortable with then what to take it from that. Okay, let me help you find someone else so I can recommend these in the area or online or whatever it is. Give one of them a call. And I love what you said there. This is very important. Our body will tell us how, how we feel about the situation before our brain can make the connections. So if you are feeling uncomfortable, don't question it. Don't try and find a reason. Just go, okay, I'm feeling uncomfortable. I'm going to go somewhere else. Whatever it is, it could be smell of the room. It could be because our body remembers something more so than our brain has the time to connect it. And as you say, it took you two or three sessions. And I'm glad you went and found someone else, but a lot of people will stop, you know, I'm not feeling this, I'm going to stop there. So if you're not feeling it at any point, just bid your goodbye and go find someone else. I love that so much. Anya, do you have any, how do I word this? Do you have any suggestions for people going into therapy to get the best possible results from their therapy or anything that they shouldn't do? Like you shouldn't be seeing two therapists at the same time, or maybe if you do some like breath work along with your therapy or focus on your spirituality, something, I don't know. Do you have any suggestions to make it like better? Um, yeah. So for people who have experienced trauma, one of the great ways, so what happens, especially if we experience trauma in childhood, so we have the left side of the brain, which is more sort of analytical side, and then the right side of the brain, which is more of a creative side. And as we grow and as we develop in childhood, there's these neurons that fire from one side of the brain to the other. And so we kind of have left and right, and then we have the brain split up into three kind of steps from front, middle, and back. And as we develop, these neurons fire up and they connect together. And so when a person who hasn't been in a traumatic situation and they see something, let's say a snake on a road or something like that, they can use both sides of the brain. So the creative thinking and uh, the analytical thinking to assess the situation and figure out what's the best way out of this. For a person who has had um, a traumatic experience, they those neurons, especially in childhood, those neurons may have never fired or they may have never connected. So for us, it's really hard to connect um, left side of the brain and right side of the brain. We're always usually in our emotions or we're really about, you know, solving a problem and analytical thinking. So, so our, our nervous system reacts either one way, so high up one way or high up the other way. So one of the great ways to connect that it works really well with therapy and I recommend it to anyone, any one of my clients who has experienced trauma is yoga. It's that um, movement with the breath. Um, and it's very simple. If you um, don't have the funds, it doesn't have to be in a big fancy class. It can be online. The most, so, so the, the action is the movement with the breath. So sinking your breath to every move 
which is what yoga does or any type of tai chi or any type of those type of breathing that will help fire those neurons back up because we can connect them at any time it doesn't you know if we never had them developed in childhood doesn't mean that that's it for us wow. so we can connect them at any times and things like therapy and yoga are the great ways to connect those neurons back up so again so if we're in a situation where we see a snake rather than fight flight or freeze and we act from a response that is you know that just freezes us we can kind of go okay so there's a snake there what what's the best way to handle a snake or what do I do do I run do I scream do I try and kill it you know or not don't try and kill it but you know yeah. but it's <laughs> It's more so about being so when you're in a problem, if someone's yelling at you, if you are, um, so if you're the type of person that, you know, sometimes has trouble saying no, and when someone puts you on a spot, you freeze or you fight back using therapy and yoga. And um, if you don't like therapy, just start with yoga or Tai Chi or something like that, that can help you fire up those neurons. So in that situation, you can assess and go back to yourself. How do I feel? What's the best way for me to handle this? So using that creative thinking, how can I best solve this situation? And that analytical thinking of, you know, what's the best thing for me? What's the best thing for the person? And how do I handle this situation? And yeah, and it's simple as moving your body to the breath that brings back that awareness and fire up those neurons again. And you will see changes as you, the more you do it, if you can do it daily, you will see changes in a couple of months about how you handle different situations. That's amazing. I actually didn't know. I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm remembering something. I read a book called um, The Body Keeps the Score. And I feel like I'm remembering something about a yoga chapter or, or something to do with that. So that that's starting to make sense now, but I've never actually tried it. So that sounds, I'm going to try that. That sounds amazing. And it's very Yes. Cool. Yeah. Yeah. That's amazing. Thank you for sharing that. That's amazing. Yeah. So Vanya, do you have anything else that you um, would like to share as far as therapy goes and anything you think would be helpful to the listeners? Yeah. So I guess, you know, what we talked about just starting somewhere. And if you are um, afraid, pick up a book, pick up um, a self-help book. I work with my clients on building self-belief because when, when we experience trauma, the first thing that goes is our self-belief. We stop believing that we can take care of ourselves and it's, we stop them believing. And then it starts from, we stop believing that we can receive love. And then we stop believing, you know, we stop believing all of these, it's kind of like a spiral effect. It goes down. So it's, so if you are, if you're not there with therapy, if you, you know, try yoga, if you are not there with yoga, just pick up a book, pick up something, but show up for yourself every single day. And it's not about, how fast you can get to whatever it is you need to get to. It's about the progress. Even for me, 12 years later, I'm still finding out constantly, oh, I really need to work on that. Oh, why did I react that way? That was really unnecessary. So just building that self-awareness and that's where it's really all about because once you are aware of, so as I said, once you're aware that there's a snake there, then you can kind of think about what you want to do but a lot of times we you know people who experience trauma we're not aware of how we're reacting we're not aware when we're saying yes but we want to say no we're not even aware that from what I for what I'm hearing from my clients is where I used to experience myself is I don't even know what I want 
it's not that I want to say yes. It's not that I want to say no, or it's, I don't even know what I want. I'm so far detached from my, what I want. And I'm so far detached from what I'm feeling that I need someone to tell me what I'm feeling. So building that awareness of you don't have to make any actions from it. Just that awareness of what am I feeling? Okay. Um, in that moment yesterday, you know, where I've, I've felt my emotions strong. What did I want? How did I want to react? So just building that awareness about what you're thinking, what you're feeling and how, what type of a life do you want? I love that. I love that. And I, and I appreciate that. And um, just if, if I can add to it from, from my own experience, it never ends, right? Like those, those feelings, they're, they're also normal for, I, from what I've seen, they're also normal for people that don't have like those traumatic experiences. And so I think sometimes I used to think like I'd have a bad day or something. And I think like, what's wrong with me? And I would just take it way too hard. And it was just a normal bad day, quote unquote day. And it's just like the work of life, right? Then we can use these, these exercises just for life and not have to take it so, so hard. Does that make sense? Um, yes, absolutely. Because yeah. sometimes we do end up healing, but we kind of like, or at least in my experience, I kept scratching at it. I kept scratching at it, even though I was already, I had made huge progress and I kept scratching at it. Like there must be more, there must be more. I have to, you know, and it's, it's, I kind of had to learn to like the fear was, or the danger was left behind already and not confuse it with a regular bad day. Cause I, I used to think like bad days were, I don't know, punishment for something I did bad. Yes. So, yeah. And that's know. an interesting, um, in childhood, oftentimes, um, and again, depending on how you were brought up, but a lot of us, I want to say like 90% of the population was brought up. When you do something bad, it's not, you didn't do something bad. You're a bad person. So distinguishing between a deuce too. Um, and what you said there, so it's not just that I'm having a bad day, you know, having bad hair day, and then it goes down from there. It's, it, you know, we create, we attach so much more meaning to I'm a bad person. I'm being punished. I, you know, I should be ashamed. I should be this. I should be that. And it just, we bring up stuff that really has no business being there. Yeah. Um, and that's where that self-belief comes in because we get comfortable with the situation. We get comfortable with believing ourselves that you can handle anything because you can. You can handle any situation. You have the power and you have um, the worthiness to handle any type of situation. Even if an attacker came at you again, you'll figure it out. You know, you, you, it's just that belief in yourself. And when you're having a bad day, you know, it's just, okay, I'm having a bad day. I can handle that as well. It's an powerful and amazing feeling when you are so comfortable with yourself yeah beautifully said absolutely I think that's once you get to that point it's like oh like yeah yes yes and it it takes work but it is possible right like would you say that it's possible to would you agree when I say it is possible to heal your trauma like to really heal it absolutely it is absolutely possible to heal it, not to be affected by it, not to be affected by it, whether, you know, in dreams, in everyday life, to react from it, to parent your children that way, you know, because oftentimes we, we do 
pass on our trauma to the to our children and if we can pass on our trauma because um, this study has been done that you can you know pass it through the dna and things like that but if we pass on the trauma we can pass on the healing so absolutely there is a there is absolutely a change in you know from this point the generations before you lived that way from this point on i'm going to live a different way and uh, allowing our children if we are mothers or fathers or whoever's listening parents that we allowing them to be our teachers and to be our to allow allowing them to teach us lessons and 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 things like that and just life to teach you lesson and going back to that and I can handle that and I can handle that and this too shall pass and it's just yeah oh. back to always back to the the, the core of it <laughs> to yeah. you back to you Beautifully, beautifully said. I absolutely love the way you're framing this. Vanya, where can our listeners find you if they want to find out more about or maybe have therapy with you or on Instagram anywhere? Are you on social media? Yes. So um, I have have a Facebook group called Radiant Women. So we have a lot of um, interactions there. I'm usually um, interacting in that group. And I also have a um, Facebook page, uh, Vanya Berich Counseling, Instagram Again, Vanya Beric and um, YouTube as well. Vanya Beric. So everything's just Vanya Beric. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I'll link it to the show notes so they yeah. know where to find you. That's amazing, Vanya. Thank you so, so much. This is, this was a really powerful episode. Like all the stuff that you taught us, it's so, it, I feel like it's going to give our listeners so much hope and so much confidence in knowing because sometimes when you know when a professional tells you, it's that authority that tells you like, it's going to be fine. It does help. Not that you need it, but it does help when they tell you and they know when they've seen it, it's going to be okay. You know, yes. I love that. But I love that feeling. So thank you for sharing that. I so appreciate it. I appreciate you. Thank you for, I know it's late where you are in Australia. We're, thank you for having me. It was absolute pleasure and a privilege to speak to you and your audience. Thank you. Thank you so much. If you're going through trauma, you need Edna as your trauma.